0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Return to God, as we pick up in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: They say, that is in quoting the law, and in speaking of the law, Deuteronomy, If a man puts away his wife and she goes from him and becomes another man's wife, shall he return to her again? Shall not the land be greatly polluted? Now, under the law, if you divorced your wife and she married another man, then you could not marry her again. That was under the law in Deuteronomy, chapter 24, I think it is. Yet, God said, Even so, you have played the harlot with many lovers, but return again unto me, saith the Lord. I'll take you back. Oh, the patience of God, the love of God. It's just so amazing to me. Though you've become a harlot and you've had many lovers, yet turn back to me, saith the Lord. Come on back. Lift up your eyes unto the high places and just find a place that you haven't committed spiritual adultery. In the ways hast thou sat for them as the Arabian in the wilderness, uh, that is, the, the robbers in the wilderness, you've just lurked and waited, and thou hast polluted the land with your whoredoms and with your wickedness. Therefore, because of this, the showers, the rain has been withheld, and there has been no latter rain. And you had a horse forehead And you refused to be ashamed Wilt thou not from this time cry unto me My father thou art my, the guide of my youth Will he reserve his anger forever Will he keep it to the end Behold thou hast spoken and done evil things As evil as you could Now that is the end of the first message That the Lord gave to Jeremiah And verse 6 starts the second message that the Lord gave to Jeremiah concerning the backsliding of Judah. The Lord said also unto me in the days of Josiah the king. You see, he introduces this second message with that phrase. Hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel hath done? She has gone up upon every high mountain and under every green tree, and there hath played the harlot. As I said, the places of worship were established on the high mountains and then in these groves. And the worship, of course, God speaks of it as playing the harlot. And most of the worship was involved with the goddess of fertility and thus they were fertility rites. And the worship of the gods involved sexual intercourse in various fertility rites and all. And I said, after she has done all of these things, turn unto me, but she returned not. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. Now, You've seen what happened to Israel. You saw how that they went into idolatry, how that they worshiped all of these gods. And I called them to return to me, but they didn't. And you saw them, treacherous sister Judah down here. She saw what happened to Israel, her sister Israel. And I saw... When for all of the causes whereby the backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce, yet her treacherous sister Judah did not fear, but went out and played the harlot also. In other words, they should have learned from what happened to the northern kingdom. They should have learned the lesson when the northern kingdom was carried away captive by Assyria. And they should have returned to God with a whole heart and and completely, but they didn't learn from it. But they themselves persisted in the same kind of actions that brought the judgment of God upon the northern kingdom. And it came to pass through the lightness of her whoredom that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and with stocks, that is, with the little idols made of stone and of wood. And yet for all of this her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart but only feignedly, saith the Lord. It was only a surface revival that was going on. It wasn't really down deep affecting the heart of the nation. It was just something that was taking place on the surface, somewhat like what is happening in the United States as churches are reporting increased attendance and Gallup poll is reporting, you know, 50% Christians or 60% born again in the United States. That's just a surface thing It hasn't really affected the real life of the individual There is a lack of real commitment to God and to Jesus Christ People mouth the words It's a popular movement They're using born again for everything now Shampoos or anything else, you know, it's just It's a term that has been picked up and become popularized in the worldly jargon, but it is without meaning or significance in so many cases. Let us examine ourselves. Is it meaningful with me? Have I really made a true commitment to God? Is my love divided? Do I love God partially? Am I committed partly? Or is there a total, full commitment of myself unto God and to Jesus Christ and the things of the Spirit? Or am I still desiring and lusting after the things of my flesh? And and do I have a divided heart? Now, God is calling us for a full commitment of ourselves to him. God is calling us away from the idolatry, the things of the world, the love of the world, and the things that are in the world. Come ye apart from them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing. And I will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters. But so many are being enticed by the things of the world. They're being drawn and attracted By the excitement of the things of the world, but love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For he that hath the love of the world in his heart hath not the love of the Father. And many of you are like treacherous Judah. Oh, your love for God is only a fainted, it's only a surface thing. It really isn't a full, true commitment of your life to him. You go through the motions, you say the words. But God is looking at your heart, and he sees a heart that is divided. He sees a heart that is lusting after the world. And God knows your heart, and it is breaking God's heart. What iniquity, God said, have I done that you should turn from me? I can remember that day when your commitment was so fervent when you were singing praises unto me all day long, when all you could think of was me and you were in this beautiful harmony and communion with me, what happened? Why is it that you've turned away and you're drawn after the things of the world? And God said, I'm calling to you. Listen, wake up. Come back. And the Lord said unto me, the backsliding Israel has justified herself More than the treacherous Judah Now Judah is more to blame Because she saw the example of Israel and what happened And yet she did not turn Go and proclaim these words towards the north and say Return backsliding Israel saith the Lord And I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you For I am merciful saith the Lord And I will not keep my anger forever only acknowledge your iniquity. That's God all asks you to do. Acknowledge your iniquity. If we confess our sins, then he is faithful and just. But if you cover and say, well, you know, it's all right. I'm not too bad. I still love the Lord. I still do this and that. And you're justifying yourself. Then God can't do anything with you. Acknowledge your iniquity and your transgressions against the Lord thy God. Acknowledge the things that you've done, how that you've turned to the strangers under every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married to you, and I will take you, one of the city, two of the family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. God gave me this passage of Scripture several years ago. And he said, this is the kind of a pastor I want you to be. This is a pastor after God's heart. The pastor who will feed the people with knowledge and understanding of God. That's, the pastor after God's heart. And I said, Lord, I want to be a pastor after your heart to feed the people with the knowledge and the understanding of God. And God is speaking of this day that is coming when he gives them these kind of pastors. It shall come to pass when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit it, neither shall that be done anymore. Talking about the glorious kingdom age, you won't be talking about the Ark of the Covenant because you'll have the new covenant, Jesus Christ dwelling with us. You'll not be thinking about the laws and the tables of stone and all that were in that Ark of the Covenant that God made with Israel. Whereas if you keep these laws, I will be a God unto thee. Uh, that will be taken away for God. Jesus said, this blood is a new covenant in my blood, which is shed for the remission of sins. At that time, they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, for Jesus is coming and he will reign over the earth from Jerusalem. And all of the nations shall be gathered unto it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk any more after the imaginations of their own evil hearts. In those days the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers. But I said, How shall I put thee among the children and give thee a pleasant land, a goodly heritage, of the host of nations. And I said, Thou shalt call me my father and shall not turn away from me. Surely as a wife treacherously departs from her husband. So have you dealt treacherously with me, O house of Israel, saith the Lord. A voice was heard upon the high places, weeping and supplication of the children of Israel. For they have perverted their way, they have forgotten the Lord their God. Return, ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. This is the response of the people in that day. Truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills. That is, those that are worshiping on the tops of the mountains and from the multitude of mountains. Truly in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. You won't find salvation in any of the cisterns that you may have hewed out. Salvation only lies through Jesus Christ. For shame has devoured the labor of our fathers, And from our youth, their flocks and their herds and their sons and their daughters, we lie down in our shame and in our confusion we are covered, for we have sinned against the Lord our God, and we and our fathers from our youth even unto this day, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. But if you will return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me, and if you will put away your abominations out of my sight, then you will no longer be moved or removed. And thou shalt swear the Lord liveth in truth. It won't just be saying it as a phrase. And and the people were still saying, oh, the Lord lives, you know. Praise the Lord, the Lord lives. But it was meaningless. Just like a lot of people today go around saying, oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And it's meaningless. It's just mouthing words. But you'll say in truth, it'll be from your heart and in judgment and in righteousness. And the nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him shall they glory. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground, sow not among thorns. That fallow ground, break it up, in order that God might bring his rain and plant it and bring forth fruit. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord, But cut away the foreskin of the heart, the fleshly heart, the heart that is after the flesh. Paul refers to this in Romans. The true circumcision is of the heart, not of the flesh. Ye men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come forth like fire and burn that none can quench it because of the evil of your doings. Cut away a heart that is after your flesh and after things of the flesh. Cut that away that you might be dedicated totally to God and the things of the Spirit. Declare ye in Judah, publish in Jerusalem and say, blow ye the trumpet in the land. Cry, gather together and say, assemble yourselves and let us go to the defense cities. Set up the standard toward Zion. Retire, stay not, for I will bring evil from the north and great destruction. The lion has come up from his thicket and the destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. Babylon is moving. Toward you he has gone forth from his place to make thy land desolate, and thy city shall be laid waste and without inhabitant. For this gird you up with sackcloth. Lament and howl, for the fierce anger of the Lord is not turned back from us. And it shall come to pass at that, that day, saith the Lord, that the heart of the king shall perish in the heart of the princes, and the priests shall be astonished, and the prophets shall wonder. Then said I, Ah, oh, Lord God, Jeremiah is responding, when God said all these things, you know, the judgment is coming, these men are all going to be... Sons. Then I said, Oh, Lord God, surely... You have greatly deceived this people in Jerusalem, saying, ye shall have peace, whereas the sword is reaching to their soul. Because the prophets were going around saying, peace, peace, peace and safety, you know. uh, Babylon shall not come to this place. Babylon shall never cast a trench around this place. At that time it shall be said to this people and to Jerusalem, a dry wind of the high places in the wilderness toward the daughter of my people, not to fan nor to cleanse, Even a full wind from those places shall come unto me. Now also will I give sentence against them. Behold, he shall come up as the clouds, and his chariot shall be as a whirlwind. His horses are swifter than eagles. Woe unto us, for we have been spoiled, destroyed. O Jerusalem, wash your heart from wickedness, that you may be saved. How long shall your vain thoughts remain in your minds? For a voice declares from Dan, publish the affliction from Mount Ephraim, make ye mention of the nations. Behold, publish against Jerusalem that watchers are coming from a far country and give out their voice against the cities of Judah. As keepers of a field are they against her roundabout because she hath been rebellious against me, saith the Lord. Thy way and thy doings have procured these things unto thee, you've brought it upon yourself This is thy wickedness because it is bitter Because it reaches into your hearts My bowels, my bowels, I am pained at my very heart My heart makes a noise in me I cannot hold my peace because you have heard O oh, my soul, the sound of the trumpet and the alarm of war Destruction upon destruction is cried, for the whole land is spoiled. Suddenly are my tents spoiled and my curtains in a moment. How long shall I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are sottish children. They have no understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. Paul said we ought to be simple concerning evil things. A lot of people like to dabble into the evil things. Well, I just want to understand, you know, about the evil. You know, let's, let's go, you know, down to the nude show so that we'll know what to preach against. The Bible says be simple concerning evil. Better that you be dumb about evil things. Of course, it's good that you pick up the lingo so that you won't be using some of the corrupted words that they use. But it's good to just be simple about evil. And, and Jeremiah says much the same thing here. The people were wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. Now the Lord speaks. Now, there are some who think that Jeremiah is here going back, but contextually it's hard to really see it that way. But he uses the same phraseology that is used in Genesis 1. And therefore, those who uh, adhere to the gap theory, and that is that between verses 1 and 2 of Genesis, there is a gap of indeterminate time. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Period. When that was, we don't know. Billions, trillions of years ago, we don't know. Verse 2 and the earth was of without form and void can also be translated, but the earth became wasted and desolate. So they see the possibility of a great gap of time, indeterminate, existing between verses 1 and 2 of Genesis. And they see the earth that was originally created by God as being destroyed by God's fierce anger in a rebellion that preceded man's existence upon this planet.
0: We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Jeremiah in our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Jeremiah 3-4 through when visiting thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org.
1: Steadfast in the love of Jesus Christ our Lord. And may you experience each day more of His love, more of His Spirit working in your life. As you yield yourself to God, may you know that power through the Holy Spirit. And may God thus enable you to do His work, and may your life be blessed as you serve the Lord in the opportunities that he gives to you this week. And have a beautiful week in Jesus.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Come study the Bible with Pastor Chuck Smith as he teaches from Genesis through Revelation on a digitally remastered audio edition of Pastor Chuck's Bible Commentary. That's over 600 audio MP3 files of Pastor Chuck teaching through the entire Bible, all on a 16 gig reusable flash drive. Now you can easily listen to Pastor Chuck's Bible Commentaries when you insert this key into your computer. Then you can transfer all of these audio Bible studies to a smartphone or any other listening device to learn and study God's Word on the go. And not only that, you can reuse this flash drive that easily fits onto any key ring for even more mobility at a fraction of the cost. What a great way to study and learn God's Word. For more information, please call The Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.